I don't give shitty jobs. If a good man comes to me and says, thank you, David, for the opportunity and continued support in the work-related arena, but I've done that, I want to better myself, I want to move on, then I can make that dream come true too, a.k.a. for you. The point is, you talk the talk, you do not walk the walk vis-a-vis, you have not yet passed your forklift driver's test. The man who gives the jobs in the warehouse is a personal friend of mine. All right? I know the man for the job. Sammy, you old slag. The Brentmeister General. Have you advertised the forklift driver's job? No, good. Don't bother. I've got the man here. He's perfect. As he passed his forklift driver's tests, he gives the tests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's first day trained, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get a CV over to you this afternoon. I'm seeing you Sunday, aren't I? For my sins. Oh, is Elaine? She left you yet? Yeah. Alright, see you then. She has left him, I forgot about that. Hello and welcome, this is TV Donut. I'm Piers Ray, joining me as always, my intrepid co-host, Hannah Davies. Hello! And Saskia Werner. Hello, everybody! If uh, this is your first time listening to TV Donut, this is a show where we pick a show at random from Hannah's master Excel spreadsheet, and we watch the pilot. We watched the finale of the first season. We try to figure out what happened in between. This week, we picked The Office, UK edition. Yeah, this is a, a special donut. It is, two, yeah. Two of the three of us have definitely already seen every episode. Yes. And I'm going to say I have not seen this. I, none of I this it? felt familiar. Ah, I, really? I could have sworn I at least tried the pilot. Nothing except for, obviously, the jokes that come up again in the U.S. office, yes. which I have seen most of. Right. I don't think I saw the last few seasons. Um, like, the Jello stapler bit. Obviously, that, yeah. was familiar, because I have seen those jokes. Uh, but no, I don't think I've seen this before. That's... That's incredible. I think I've been lying all these years and just pretending I was cool enough well, to have watched Well, you definitely this. have seen scenes from it. Yes. Yes. For sure. And we've talked about it before. Yeah. For sure. Um, my big issue with it is the, the audio and it's not the accents. I think it's because they're filming it like, um, documentary style and everyone's like whispering. It's very bad quality. I had to go back and rewatch scenes like two or three times to get every word that people were saying. Yes. Other than that, I thought it was great. It feels very much like a documentary. Way more than the, than the it does. Yes. But you still got to make the audio audible. It feels like yes. it's, yeah, definitely the audio that would be recorded through that camera that yeah. they're shooting with. It and when they're sound... talking directly to the camera, completely fine, right? Yeah. When they're doing the, the face, the head-ons, it's when they're, the, the, the little whispering's going on, or that one scene at the party, the music's so loud. Oh, the music, that's... And I'm trying to figure out, because you guys know what's happening, but I don't, it's like they're talking about all these women, and someone screwed someone over, and like they're saying names, and I'm like, what? I don't know what they're saying, I don't know what they're saying. And it was making me stressed out. That's my only complaint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've forgotten that, I mean, we sh I knew this. But if you think about it, The Office UK is only 13 episodes total. Yeah. yeah two very six short. seasons, one and then Christmas the winter special, Christmas, yeah. which is maybe an hour, 90 minutes, who knows. And incredibly, the first season is one plot line. Yeah. Like, I honestly thought that that situation would be resolved in the pilot, and I definitely didn't think it would be resolved in the finale. Because that's, they, I think they resolve it in one episode in the, uh, 
U.S. office. Which they would. They yeah. would never yeah. have a six-episode arc like that. Like, the audience isn't patient enough for that. And yeah. so I was really surprised when we skipped to the finale that that was resolved. Like, it was one long hour episode. Yeah. But I, there was a couple things that obviously I missed in the middle, yeah. which you guys will have to tell me about because I haven't seen it. But I feel like everything in the middle, because David Brent, by the end of this, doesn't lose because of anything he's done in the middle. Well, he's going to die soon, obviously. Obviously, he has terrible blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if he's... But other than that, I guess not. He not ended up exactly where job. he started. Yeah, I mean, he... He wasn't offered the job till the final episode either. No. Right? Well, I don't know. Yeah. He wasn't offered it in the in the pilot. Right. I mean. It didn't exist until the finale. Right. Yeah. So that whole question in the finale of do I take this job and screw over everyone I claim as a family or not didn't come up and like that Yeah. In the that, in the US office that would have been like I mean, as you said, more of the heart. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. And less of the punishment. All right, let's talk about the pilot, which okay. is called Downsize. Terrible person. Uh, it came out in July of 2001. David Brent, manager of the Slosh branch. Slough? Slow. Slow branch. Slough. Of Wernham Hog paper merchants is told that it might be closed down. He makes the rash promise of no redundancies. <sighs> and redundancies is one of those British words that uh, North Americans definitely don't use. We would refer to it as layoffs. Yes. Yeah. Um, Very specific type of layoff. They say it a lot, redundancies, which means, I guess, that their position is no longer needed. Well, if they combine two branches, like if they put all the business into one branch, you don't need two receptionists. Yeah. You don't need two heads of accounting, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely. Plus the entire accounting department is mental, so. Yeah. (laughs) He is so much worse than Michael Scott. Yes, he is a d- terrible person. I mean, that's the big difference between these shows. I feel like they definitely tried in the first season of the U.S. office to mimic that, and it didn't work. And it isn't until season two that Michael Scott of the U.S. office starts to become really likable, or at least like y- you when, start to empathize with him. Yeah, you start seeing all this terrible I didn't stuff. enjoy the first season of The Office, the U.S. Office. I was like, ugh, this is so hard to watch. And you guys know, this isn't my kind of comedy. This is exactly like Curb, Seinfeld. Like, it's cringe comedy. Yes. Where the person, the funny person, is the one being a complete asshole. And this wasn't... I didn't mind it, but I, I didn't want to watch more of it either. No, I know how you feel. <laughs> uh, I had a death And you're like that, but you'll still that. dive into it, oh, right? It's so, it's like, it's I, so I'd rather. It's not life. my kind of comedy. Yeah, if I'm going to laugh, a lot of the time I prefer to be taken away from day-to-day misery but this just grinds right down yeah this one well i I, we we talked about our funniest scenes of all time and a scene from this made me laugh more almost as well it was number two on my list on your list of top five i remember top five moments and like still to this day well it wasn't even that long ago that we did it but which moment are you referring to it's later on in season two i'm just not we we already you don't want to is it his... We've discussed it. It's yes, the bird for costume. for people listening to If this you see now. it, if you've seen this show, it's the bird costume moment. When David Brent is stuck wearing the just half of a Halloween costume all day? No, it's it's the moment. Anyway. Anyway. Doesn't matter. This show makes me laugh a lot. And even right off the bat with this pilot episode, I only laughed a, a few times in the two episodes that we watched, but the first three minutes... Of the pilot, 
was insane. I was almost in tears because of his freaking hand motions as he's talking on the phone. Oh, when he is overextending his hand, offering this guy a job that it opens with him saying, you're not qualified for this job. You're not qualified But I'm friends it. with the guy in the warehouse, so let's call him up. And he makes like these like ridiculous, pointy, over-exaggerated movements oh, when throughout the entire conversation. When he's lying it's on phenomenal. the phone and he does that like extending his nose Pinocchio nose. Gesture. It's like one smooth movement. Uh, for an entire minute. Also, and then he makes fun of the guy on the phone about his wife leaving. Oh him, my god! Forgetting that his oh. wife has, in fact, I forgot left about him. that. And it's just oh. like, she did. <laughs> Oops. In- and then moves right on. Right. It's just like he slides by every time he should feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. He just skips over accepting responsibility for anything. Can I ask you in the opening scene with Don? Because I didn't quite understand. Was he implying that she has like slept with multiple people in the office? Yes. Okay. That yeah. is so inappropriate. When he says everyone's woken up at the crack of dawn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her crack. Okay. Oh, God. At the crack of dawn. That's mm-hmm. the part I didn't understand. Okay. Yep. Thank you. I was like, is he saying she's, she's woken up all of these guys because she's been in there? Like, I literally didn't get that. The wordplay. Okay. It's too much. Also, he uh, does not back off from that at all. And no. then, no. And then, uh, when he starts talking about his big night out and how drunk he got and then she mentions how he also drinks every day at lunch he says that's inappropriate to talk about personal things like that after he has just said that basically she's fucked every guy in the office I love that he pulls that card every time he does it in the finale too anytime that the conversation doesn't go his way he says he turns it back to being professional yeah Yeah. which is insane because he's the least professional person in that building like the trash can the filing cabinet he blames her for him throwing it in the trash yeah which he orders her to do yeah and then she dimes him out twice in this episode she doesn't protect him at all like in the US office right Pam would never do that to Michael he, she would never be like, actually, you're, no. you're lying. You told me to throw out that fax. Actually, you're lying. In that meeting, Jen said, our branch could close. Yeah. Like, she doesn't give a shit. She should be getting fired for all of those things. I suppose. Not that he doesn't deserve them. Right. But. He can't be fired for telling the truth. Uh, I definitely could get fired for telling the truth. <laughs> Actually, yep, you're making a lot of... I'm now thinking about my own job. Yeah, I don't want to get into the specifics, but there's a reality we live in that's not actual. (laughs) But we have to stay in it. Yes. And that is is. very much for these people. Like, when she said that thing about it's better to be at the bottom of a shitty ladder than in the middle of one that you hate, I actually wrote in all caps, good advice, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. It is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's what I love about the U.S. office, and which I hope they got from this, is, like, there's always one nugget in there of, like, genuine, honest-to-the-heart, like, truth that you should be paying attention to. And that quote is in the pilot, right? Yeah. It is. Then that really becomes No, it's in, is it in the finale or the pilot? I think it's in the pilot. But in the finale... No, it's in the finale. The, uh, uh, it's after she's... It's just Dawn talking about how she'd like to be made redundant, because it would give her the push. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she says, like, so-and-so told me. Anyway. But she's so disappointed. Like, the last shot of the finale is her being disappointed that Tim isn't leaving the company. Because he's not following his own advice. Right. Also because I think that, well, again, you guys know way more than I do, and I might be just imposing, but I think she kind of is attracted to him, and the thing she's attracted to is that they 
these big dreams that he has that he was like, I'm not going to stay here. Yeah. And just like having that disappear is like, oh, well, maybe I, maybe you're not that sexy. Kind of, you know what I mean? In a weird way. I, that's how I've read that scene. Tim compared to Jim, like Tim is so much less uh, confident. Yeah. Um, like Tim, Tim and Gareth were by far my favorite. They are my favorite part of the show. Their Absolutely. relationship is obviously hilarious. And I, Gareth and Dwight are very different. Comple- yes. Extremely yeah. different, yeah. The only it's- kind of Dwight moment is when he, like, demands that the other employees also say that they trust him. <laughs> yeah. That was a little bit of a Dwight move. But other than that, he's a totally different person. And his whole backstory of, like, being in the weird army. Yeah. And, like, yeah, he doesn't like stuff touching his desk. Yeah. Gareth is in the Territorial Army. Which I think is like the reserve corps. It's obviously supposed to mean something that we don't understand, but yeah, to me, yeah, it seems like when he found out that the his replacement or whatever was in the regular army. Oh, that was finale heartbreaking, was like, and ranked above him in yeah, the army. That was a rough scene. Yeah, so we meet Jennifer Taylor Clark. She comes by once a week to, uh, I guess, check on them. She must be their. She's their Jan, except without being their superior. Uh, and yeah, she yeah, tells he them. He did not get the agenda. <laughs> yeah! That's like Saskia oh, said when he blames Don for not getting the facts, which told him. Why isn't it in my hand? He had the because facts. Because you threw it in the in trash. In his hand, and he threw it in the trash to show off for the cameras. Yeah. Yes. We got a special filing drawer for head office. Then it's the trash can. Yeah. Yeah. So she tells him that both branches can no longer continue. They're going to have to absorb each other, which is going to mean that some people are going to get laid off. Uh, in the middle of this meeting, the guy he was out drinking with calls, leaves a horrible message saying, like, horrible things about this woman, and, mm-hmm. like, yeah, no one's reacting to it at all. That is Chris Finch. Finchy. The, the road sales rep. The worst, who, worst person. Who, yeah, the, what's what's his equivalent in the, um, in oh, the he US ha- office? It's, it's uh, David Ketchner, uh, right? Ketchner, yeah. uh, I can't remember. It's been too long since I've seen the... Anyways, Plus, you he's know, a creep. But a, it's the same, like it's the same, the character. same character. He is one of the US. close transfers. Always on the road. Whenever he comes back, treats everyone like shit, including David or on the U.S. Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. She handles that very well, by the way. Yeah. Then she tells him not to tell the office about what's going on, and we see that they already know, and everyone's talking about it. So, do you think he leaked it, or do you think? Dawn leaked it. I don't know. I feel like well, maybe one of them read the facts. She said it was all on there. Like, <laughs> it seemed like they knew before the two of them, before they'd yes. even left the room. Okay. Um, thanks for coming in. Um, this will take a minute. Uh, right, I am aware of the rumours that have been circulating, and I just want to take this opportunity to put the record straight. Uh, uh, I'm a teammate. I should know first. Yeah, I'm telling everyone now. Yeah, right, so just tell me very quickly. Just whisper it to me. Can you just, just tell us? Yeah, 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 all right. All right, sh- should I tell them? You don't know what it is. All right, you tell them, then my permission. Need <laughs> your permission. Permission granted. Use as you wish. Head office have deemed it appropriate to enforce an ultimatum upon me, and Jennifer is talking of either downsizing Swindon branch or this branch. Oh, and are you going to let her? No, Malcolm, because you didn't see me in there with her. For his eyes only. I said, if head office try and come here in an affair, they've got me to contend with. OK? You can go and fiddle with Neil's people, but I'm the head of this family. You're not going to fiddle with my children, I am. 
if anyone does. Yeah, but David, what if they do downsize here? Then well, yeah. what you think I'd let that happen? It'll no be out of your way. Hands, it won't be out of my hands, Malcolm, and that's a promise. Oh, okay. Can you promise that? On his mother's grave. Well, I have promised it. Okay, and it insults me. They don't even have to ask. It's just so, that we need well, to Sorry, Malcolm. Dawn wants to speak. Go on, Dawn. It was just that um, yeah. I was in the meeting with Jennifer, and she said that it could be this branch that gets the chop. If you were in the meeting with Jennifer, then maybe you should adhere to the ongoing confidentiality agreement of meeting. Yeah, so. information is power. So you can't say for certain whether it's going to be us or them, right? This is my ship, and I'm asking you to trust me, oh, and you can't go wrong. It's not a question of trust. It is a question no, of trust, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, it is a question of trust. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Yes or no? Yes, I you, trust you. I trust yeah, you. He does. So, meeting adjourned. Good, excellent. Okay. Uh, I would have said much the same. In fact, I would have said a very similar. Can I just ask, uh, do you trust me? Hands up if you trust yeah, me. So yeah, well, you asked them. Yeah, put your hand down. No, I need to know. I'm assistant regional manager. Assistant to the regional manager, again. That's true. So, maybe it's like someone from the other office told them. You know, it's like, it's, it's so easy to find out that stuff when something's going on in that kind of environment. That's true. I don't think it's that hard. Very no. Yeah. Then we meet Ricky the Temp. Um, and I definitely know who he is on the U.S. office. Uh, and there was an EastEnders joke, which none of us probably got. The Billy Bass thing was the number one, like, showing you who David Brent is. Like, the fact that he's upset that it it, it doesn't work. When, obviously, someone definitely took the batteries out of it. Because right? everyone else in that office does not want it to work. Uh, I just finished watching The Sopranos. Yeah. We're watching it. Mm -hmm. And Billy Bass plays a big part in <laughs> that as well. Yeah. And this is a real 2000s thing. It's such a touchstone of that period. When it was big, it was, like, two or three Christmases where... One Christmas where it was, like... Everyone's Everyone bought one. And it was horrible. It's I also so hated ugly. it so much. It's and so hideous. There was like two or three different songs that they sang. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people like my brother, who thinks he's hilarious, like run down the aisle at Toys R Us and set them all off, right? Oh. So it's just like nightmare. No. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And that wouldn't stop. No, for <laughs> so long. And then he'll do it again. Because he thinks it's hilarious. Now we see da like David showing Ricky around the office. Yeah. And it, he does this a lot. Well, we see it again in the finale with his new secretary. So that's, yeah. Does he do it every episode? He does it. <laughs> he does it in the second episode. He does it in at least two of the middle episodes where he's just touring people around. And he... So walking them by that same monkey that he has up. Yes, which I didn't get the reference either time. There's no reference. Yeah. It's just like a he weird monkey doll. He thinks it's funny. He's that, like, see, we have fun here. Yeah. This is a kooky place. And it seems also to be showing us that he doesn't really have a job. Because he doesn't yeah. seem to have any work to do. No. No, he... He wanders around socializing. Socializes. Yeah. <laughs> the best part of that monkey gag is that nobody ever laughs when he shows up. No, totally. Because it's not funny. No. It's... It's a creepy toy. Why would it be? What's funny about it? Yeah. And then he, like, tells the camera how he's so good at his job. It's He's kind of annoyed that people aren't even coming to him to, like, tell them how he does it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which we never see play out in this, but we see it in the U.S. office. Yeah, really that funny. one day that Michael Scott is asked, like, what are you doing right? Why is it succeeding? And yeah. then he just sits in the office for a day 
spouting nonsense until finally they're like, oh, we know it's hard to self-assess. Thank you. Check him out. I think my favorite line in either episodes is when he introduces Gareth and he tells him to tell him about your car and your kung fu and everything. Like, that is just the most insane line. And he does. He tells him about his car and his kung fu and everything. And poor Tim is just like, uh-huh. What's happening He is here? so bored. <laughs> what is happening? And that's when he finds his stapler in the jello. Yeah, for the third time. Right, that is it. Slow down, you move too fast. Solomon's here. All part of the job. What's going on? Put my stapler inside the jelly again. That's the third time he's done it. It wasn't even funny the first time. Why has he done that? Just told him once that I don't like jelly. And trust the way it moves. Yeah, you showed him a weakness. He pounced. You should know about that. Oh... What is in it? It's my stapler. Well, don't do that. Well, eat it out. There's people starving in the world, which I hate. So, and it's a waste. So, how do you know it's yours? Because it's got my name on it in Tipex. Yeah, don't eat it now. In chemicals. Right, you can be my witness. Give him an official warning. How do you know it was me? It's always <laughs> you. Can't you. Can't you discipline him? Oh, kinky! <laughs> No, the thing about practical jokes is you've got to know when to stop as well as start, and now's the time to stop putting Gareth's personal possessions in jelly, all right? Gareth, it's only a trifling matter. <laughs> Here we go. We're always like this. You oh, should God. put him in custody. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fit in it. We're like the Vic and Bob, aren't we? And, and one extra one. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm more worried, really, about damage to company property, that's all. I'm just trying to think of other desserts to do. Don't eat it now. And he gets so mad that David isn't, like, doing anything about it, isn't punishing Tim, and he tries to, and then Tim just starts cracking joke after joke, and David is dying laughing, (laughs) and this is all happening in front of the new temp. So it's like, like, he's the worst boss ever. Yeah. The way he was laughing at those jokes was the worst thing he did in any of these episodes, I think. Tim knows exactly how to manipulate. Yes, him. that's true. Like, he just wants to crack jokes and have fun, and everyone thinks yeah, he's the life of the party. And he's the important one. He um, knows psychologically how to play him. Yeah. Amazing cutaway shot, by the way, is when uh, he's, he's like, "How do you know it was him?" And he's like, "I just know." And it cuts to Tim eating a yellow jelly candy bar. And he's uh, just like, mm, "I don't know." Out of like a tape box or whatever. Um, you can buy another... those in the UK. They're just really? like over the. I thought it was like another another. St- Staple that he turned into Jello <laughs> and ate that. No, but he just bought a can, like a candy jelly, the exact same color as the jelly he put his into. Uh, Genius. Okay, I changed my mind. The actual worst thing that David Brent does is bother Don on her break while she's trying to read a book to oh. tell her that he thought he had testicular cancer, but he didn't. That was. But it was very upsetting. So mm-hmm. weird. Can you imagine if your mm-hmm. boss did that to you? You would want to stab them in the face so yeah. badly. Uh, and yeah. she just fucking takes it. Oh, I would be. I couldn't do it. Oh God. So people are are kind of like haranguing him about redundancies. Word is spread by this point. Yeah. As, basically, as he's on this Except tour, Tim, more who wants to get laid off. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Tim. Yeah. It's the worst Jim, job Tim, in Tim. the world. He's too kind. He's much kinder than Jim Helpert. Uh, I'm a sales rep. Which means that my job is to speak to clients on the phone about uh, quantity and type of paper and whether we can supply it with them and whether they can pay for it. And I'm boring myself talking about it, which is 
like he seems yeah in his relationship with Gareth mm-hmm. just in this one he's even like he pulls the prank and he's even apologizing he's like I'm sorry you know I don't want to do this you make you me you bring like me this. down to you this you bring me mate. down to this you bring- yeah. ask if you want to borrow it hey, you always say no mate perhaps that's why you should ask Gareth it was just there okay yeah that's his home leave it there okay Philip, get that off him. Get that off him. Stay where you are, okay? I'm going to let this go, right, unless you stop acting like a fool. Well, you won't, so... Well, I have, so... What if they kill someone? Oh, kills... Um, well, they'll think you're the murderer. It's got your name on it. Why would a murderer put his name on a murder weapon? To stop people borrowing it. David? I hate, I hate the fact you bring me down to this. I really do... I don't know you're laughing. Well, leave her out of it. Well done. You carry on. Listen, you bring me down to this. Mate. Like, but you can tell that he knows he's going too far in the moment. The best is when he built the, the cardboard wall and then yes. he wouldn't talk to him, so he just told him to call him and then he didn't answer. <laughs> and then he's kept talking and he just gets up and walks away. And he's After like, he says, I'm sorry, I, this is silly. What do you want? <laughs> I'm not talking to myself because they're filming me. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah. Such a great line. It was really funny. Yeah, so then David calls this big meeting. Everyone's still worried about their jobs. He does nothing to allay their fears None. except to say, well, he says there's not going to no, be any. He promises them that there will, be, will no be no layoffs. layoffs. But Don has already said and then there could be. Gareth tries to make him promise on his mom's grave. And he's like, I've already promised. There's no reason to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They're, they have no reassurance whatsoever because, yeah, Don dimes them out again. And do you think that this final beat is maybe revenge for him being dimed out so often? Where he pranks Don? Oh, yeah, maybe. No, I don't think he thinks that much. I think he's actually trying to fire her, and then he can't. Oh, no. You think that was a joke the I whole time? It was a joke. A big prank. He Definitely. likes having Don around. Definitely. Uh, he would never fire a pretty woman. Yeah. That's no one- true. It's, like, the worst thing you could do. Especially one that puts up with him. Exactly. Like she does. Yeah. She listens to his cancer ball story. Yeah. Her boyfriend shows up while um, Tim's trying to get her to come out for drinks with them. It's super awkward. He's like, no. What's his name? Lee? Lee. Okay. I couldn't figure out who he was on the IMDb. The worst scene is when uh, David introduces Ricky to uh, Sanch. Uh, yeah, and asks him to do oh. this Ali G impression. Oh. oh no, that's the other. That's the other one. The other one, yeah. And then other what? And he calls him on it, which is amazing. Yes. Again, you probably wouldn't see that in the U.S. No. But in England, they're like, "I'm sorry, are you being extremely racist right you're now." Being racist. Some and then he call him on, like yeah. Oscar would. He turns around racist. and accuses him of being racist. Yeah, for saying for saying the that. word. Or implying that. Then he says, uh, "Orientals make very good workers." For example, to prove that he's not a racist person. Yeah, <sighs> didn't care for that. Oh, it yeah. is. It is tough to watch David Brent do anything. <laughs> and think about this: this is the most you'll ever like him because he gets worse as the show goes on. Yeah, he does. Michael Scott gets better. David Brent gets worse and worse and worse. Interesting. Yeah. And you do not feel bad for Definitely him. not a show for me, I don't think. Yeah. In the end. When his yeah. when his storyline finally peters out and it's like the end of like he runs out of road. Yeah. You don't it, it's not like you were watching Michael Scott where you're like this guy, he tries, he cares about people, he deserves a shot at yeah. something if not this. 
you're just like, I don't want anything. Well, he just lies to get out of absolutely everything. And you see that way more in the finale than in this pilot. In this pilot, he says to Ricky that he's a friend first, a boss second, and an entertainer third. And then by the end, he's, like, lying about literally everything. Like, he just lies until he gets caught. And then when he gets caught, he tells another lie. Yep. It's crazy. So, yeah, there's there's not a lot of uh, redeeming qualities in that. And I don't know if we ever get any backstory about... I'm trying to remember now. If there's backstory... Like, Michael Scott, you see, like, videos from his childhood and hear about... Like, he was kind of had a rough childhood. Yeah. And some bad things happened to him. But I don't know if anything bad ever happened with David Brent. I don't think we find out. He definitely has no friends. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, he's a sad little man. All right, let's talk about Sad little man. And this is our introduction. This is what made Ricky Gervais. I think he was working a job like this before he made this series. Interesting. Which is pretty amazing. Him and Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Mm. Uh, th- yeah, we should give uh, Merchant a shout out. Love co-creator, him. co-director. Also in, in a few episodes. I was going to say, I, I would like this better if he was on camera. <laughs> he's yeah. not in many, yeah. but he's in a few. Yeah, and he's great. Yeah, he is. Also, um, before we get into the last one, uh-huh. did not realize how much this has been adapted. Did you know there's a Canadian version of The Office? No. Didn't know that either. So there's The Office, the USA version. Le Bureau, the French version. Hasmarad, the Israel or Hasmizrad, the Israeli version. Le Job, the Quebec version. Mm-hmm. That's really crazy. Oz Espones, the Brazilian version. Probably not saying that right. And Stromberg, the German version. Uh-huh. Amazing. I knew none of these. Many. So there's a no French Canadian version. Well, they just call it a Canadian adaptation, but it's set in Quebec. It's called Le Job. It's got to be a French. It's got to be in French. And are they adapting yeah. the same story? Uh, well, yeah, all of it must be. All of these are the same. And if you look at photos, they're all set in the same kind of place. It's all group of uh, people. Every country sells paper. Yeah. Exactly. Right? That's exactly. pretty universal. They picked a good product. Uh, all right. So season one, episode six is called Judgment. It aired in August of 2001. Jennifer arrives to give the final decision. The slow branch is to be merged with Swindon and some people will lose their jobs. And Dave has been offered Jennifer's job, which he accepts. This is the worst part of my job, you know. I do not want to lose a good man. But, you know, it's out of my hands. And even if it were in my hands, my hands are tied. It's nothing personal, it's just based on facts. Yeah, yeah, why am I getting fired? You're not getting fired, it's redundancy, as I say. It's nothing personal, it's cutbacks being what they are. You know, you are one of the unlucky ones. Or one of the lucky ones, in my opinion. Now, I'm going to ask you, David, why, when there are three other forklift operators, do you decide to fire me and not Anton? You know, is this, uh, is this positive discrimination? Is it, you know, do you have disability quotas you have to fill? I don't know what you mean. I mean... Well, are you keeping Anton on because he's disabled? Anton's not disabled. He's a midget, David. Yeah, but you're not disabled if you're a midget, are you? That's not a disability, that's just small. Yeah, I know. Uh... Ronnie Corbett doesn't get special treatment, does he? Ronnie Corbett's five foot. Anton's three foot four. So are some children. Children don't get special favours. Children aren't disabled, are they? Well, children don't work in warehouses. Look, whether or not Anton is indeed a midget or a dwarf... No, he's or... a midget. What's the difference? Well, a dwarf is someone who has disproportionately short arms and legs. Oh, I know the ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's caused by a hormone deficiency. Yeah, bloody hormones. Yeah. Mm. A midget is still a dwarf, but their arms and legs are in proportion. Sure. So... What's an elf? 
Do you want to answer that? An elf is a supernatural being. Sometimes they're invisible, they're like fairies. They don't actually exist, do they? In real life. What do you want me to do? Do you think I enjoy doing this? This has been imposed upon me. This has been imposed I, upon me. me. This yeah. has been imposed yeah. upon me. Yeah, it has. Yeah. What do you want me to say? Oh, I'm sorry, that'll give you a job yeah, back. Yeah, like, what? yeah, no, yeah, I want you to say you're sorry. Yeah. I want you to apologise and stop passing the buck. I'm not passing the buck. This is someone else's decision. I didn't want to do this. You know, go above my head if you don't believe oh, me. Oh, I will go above Fine. your head. Fine, good luck. It's yeah. your prerogative. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's my prerogative. Yeah. So... Is a pixie the same thing as an elf? Hold on, Gareth. What? I just want to know how come he knows so much about midgets. It's called an education. So what's a goblin? How long are you going to be, mate? So we open on David. He's in the process of firing a warehouse employee, also named David. Yeah, who tries to uh, throw a little person under the bus. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Very rudely. This was a hard... He was a jerk. There was also a very weird analogy, which I purposely skipped over in the pilot about little people, too, when he was talking about... Anyway, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, no need to. Don't point. love it. No. Yeah. I'm now, now I'm thinking about how they made that show with Warwick Davis later. Yeah. Surveys and Merchant. That's true. Where did this all come from? It's a weird obsession. Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, and while he's doing that, we see... At first, that there's a computer tech in the room. Yep. Then we pull back to Ian later, so that Gareth is also there. Yeah, this there's was a great. Like, bit. It's a group firing, which is like <laughs> so bad that would never happen. Uh, Not just a group firing, but a group firing where David Brent is losing in his attempt to fire this employee. Yeah, that's true. The employee's like, "What is this? Is this positive discrimination? Why aren't you firing this this midget? Yeah, down in the warehouse, which not a term you can use Rude. anymore. Yeah, or that." No. And we can assume that uh, Forklift Guy from the first episode didn't make it. Uh, yeah, I assume he's gone as well. I thought that was him. At first I thought it was uh, Ricky, the intern that he was firing. Uh, all these dudes oh. look the same to me. I couldn't figure out who was who. I know, they're all dressed so poorly. Mm, they have the same haircuts. And they're all pasty white English dudes. But uh, Malcolm later says this guy's name, which I don't know what it is, when he's like, why did you hire a secretary and fire someone from the warehouse? I think his name was David. Oh, crap. I think it's two Davids. Which two Davids. I'm now thinking might be part of the reason he chose to fire him. So there just isn't another David in the office. Yeah, one that people like better. Exactly. I would not put that past him. <laughs> uh, so he shows his new secretary, Karen, around. It's exactly the same storyline as with Ricky. The first person they meet is Malcolm, which happened in the other one too, I think. Malcolm asks him, why are we firing, why are you hiring a new secretary for yourself and firing people from the warehouse? And do we get to keep our jobs? What the hell is going on? Yeah. Also, David says everyone, he makes another weird sex joke. He says, uh, it's a secretary for everybody. Everyone can use her. Yeah. He keeps making uh, actor and the bishop jokes, which is thing like my mom starts to say whenever we're in England, which is really funny. She never <laughs> says it when we're not there. And I'm like, Okay. It all comes back. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Uh, yes, and then 
he's like, well, Jen will be here at noon. She'll tell us what's going on then. He, like, is so not concerned. So, obviously, his job is never in, in jeopardy. jeopardy in the previous four episodes that I have not seen. You would think he would have considered his job to be in jeopardy. Cause that's yeah, the you don't need two managers, for exactly. sure. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even think about that. So, Jen shows up. I mean... First, we find out Tim is thinking of leaving. No, he's not thinking of leaving. He is leaving. <laughs> and... <laughs> Then David gets, like, genuinely pissed. He's like, I've put so much training into you, blah, blah, blah. He's, like, really mad about it. And then he he yells. Because he thinks he can just change his mind. Yeah, he tells us that he's showing a secretary around. He's like, Tim's thinking about leaving, but I'm going to have a few words with him, change his mind. Is it because you asked Dawn out in front of everybody? And And she said no. Tim keeps insisting that he did not do that. Mm -hmm. It was just a friendly ask out because he needed a shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it, so I can't judge. <laughs> I don't know why you would publicly ask somebody out ever for any reason. No, especially at work. At but, work. Yeah. Your co-worker. There's yeah. no way that could backfire. I, don't, no. I can't even imagine what happened, like, scene or why. That's kind of the one I do want to watch. Just yeah. picture, picture the most awkward thing you I, can I, imagine. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Uh, so, that. anyways, after that... Um, Tim is just... He, he's... I mean, he's so reasonable in this scene. He's got yeah. higher aspirations. Yeah. Wants to do, he quotes... Uh, he's turning 30, uh, and he wants stories. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I get it. Fine, except for where he ends up, but we'll get there. That's... I don't get it. That's part of what kills me about this show, is that there aren't a lot of happy endings. Yeah. I mean... Maybe by the Christmas bitter, special. Yeah, and I, I don't like it for that reason. Because it has a happy ending? It's, yes. Happier ending? The Christmas special? Yeah. You don't like that it ties things off well? Like, for... it's It seems so odd for this show. I know, but I couldn't... I still love happy endings. I would have preferred to have it end like Tim. the way it ends after the second season, compared to the way it ends after really? the Christmas special. Wow. Cut that Christmas special right Cut out of your out. life, Saskia. It never happened. And leave him, uh. leave him at the bottom, the, the lowest he'll ever be. Tim? Are you only? No. Oh, David Brent. Brent. I don't care about David Brent's story in the Christmas special. Yeah, I I'm guess. just talking about Tim. Okay, uh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Should just be the Tim. Tim storyline stands. Yeah. David Brent. Who cares? Exactly. Okay, we've we've agreed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don checks on Tim, asks if he's going to the party. Um, I, is it a going away party for Eric? No, Eric. it's just an Ricky. End, His name is Ricky. Yeah. I think it's just an end of finance. Like it's just a oh, okay. party. It's, end of it's the a quarter, year end, end of party. The year. Okay. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be at the party." Gareth is driving everyone crazy with his shredder. Um, and then some pretty girl comes over and tells him to stop. So he does. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who that was, but it worked. Uh, yeah, and then this is the lies I'm talking about. So Jen comes in, asks who this woman is, the secretary, um, and Karen, and Brent says he has no idea who she is. <laughs> like, he hired her! Is it someone gonna find out about that? Is she he asks multiple times. Out of his pocket? She is. Yeah. He just says, no idea. No, Don't, no idea know. who that is. Don't, no uh, there's nothing. Don't worry about it. She tells him she's been made partner, and that five out of the seven board members have voted to make him give him her job it's crazy there's only seven on the board isn't yes. it so it's five out of seven now i did that's a landslide david go on you've always made it very clear that you're 100 percent committed to your branch probably why i got there you do understand that if you take on my job 
Neil will stay in Swindon and your branch will be downsized and incorporated into his. Yep. Well, I know that you're very loyal to your family yeah, here. I'll be loyal to... His fa I'll be loyal to all the whole family. It's one big family. Yeah, I'm just sensitive to the fact that you have strong, let's say, emotional ties yeah. to your team. Well, yeah, but there is the emotion as good in business syndrome, sure, notwithstanding the cruel-to-be-kind scenario. I'm sorry, David, so, you lost me. Well, you're not looking at that whole pie, Jenny. Word of hog is one big pie. And if they've let me in charge of that one big pie, I'll be in charge of the, the pie and the people of the fruit. And I'm I don't have time for the pie, pie thing, thing. David. I don't want it, no. I'm saying, yeah, okay, I'll take the job. Yeah, seems odd to me, and I've only seen one episode. Uh, and he's very excited about that number. He he's very focused on the number. I think his success he must be similar. He works out the percentage. Yes, yeah. he does. Well, no, oh he my god, work it out. I think he asks her what it is. <laughs> There's no way he could work it out. Yeah. No, I think he uses a calculator, like seventy-one point something something. He says. So dumb. So dumb. Yeah, he checks her math with a calculator because she says seventy percent. He's like, no, seventy one point six five nine three. I miss that. That uh, is incredibly uh, condescending and stupid. Yeah. Second calculator joke too, because earlier uh, Gareth calls the company because he thinks his calculator is wrong because he's done something. He's pissed off a client by sending the wrong amount, which I feel like may have been a Tim prank, <laughs> but he thinks the calculator is giving him wrong numbers. Maybe Tim messed up the That's a really it's, good prank. It is yeah. really good. It was a very funny phone call. Um, so yeah, he's basically given this uh, this choice of standing by his friends. Yeah, his and she friends. like really hammers it. So I don't know if they've had exchanges in the past where he's like gone to bat for other employees. I don't think he's ever done anything like that. I think he's just always said we're a family the talk, here. The talk, the talk. So is she kind of like, well, you say this. So yeah, okay, I get it. I feel like he succeeds upwards the same way that Michael Scott does, where the branch performs well, mm -hmm. and that scene is a reflection of his management style, even right. though... It's actually, like, working against him most of the time. Right. To get stuff done. Exactly. <laughs> to actually do their jobs. Working around this insane person. Yeah. Uh, but he does not hesitate. He wants that job. He will take it, and that means their branch is kaput, and a lot of the employees will be laid off. Best part is, when he's walking Jen back out, and Karen is still standing with Don at the reception. And yeah. She's still here. He's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what don't this know. is. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Also, why wouldn't she just stop and introduce herself? That's what I would have done. Like, yeah. Hi. After the third time, I'm just woman asking who, are you? who she is. Yeah. That's really crazy. Everyone swarms him on his way back to his office. Yeah. That's funny scene how they like stand up in like herds. <laughs> yeah. And slowly like, Certain people don't wait at all. Others wait a few minutes. But then they're like, well, if they're going to find out, I have to find out. And yeah. he walks right past them. I'd be like the Tim. I'd be still at my desk being like, Doesn't I don't matter. give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either it happens or it's it doesn't. It's happening or it's not happening, exactly. Yeah, so good news, bad news. Oh my god, this is a great scene. <laughs> oh, is it, bad yeah, news is... Bad news is... We're getting, we're getting incorporated. Into the other branch. Yep, yeah, so there will be redundancies, some people will lose jobs, but good news. Good news. Sunny side, what did you say? Silver oh, lining. Oh, sil yeah, wait, yeah. I've been promoted. And they are so mad. They don't, and like Malcolm, I love Malcolm. Yeah, he's that's great. Not a good. That's not a positive. That's no. not a silver lining. That's not good news. It's There's no good, David. There's only bad news and irrelevant news. <laughs> well, did he say irrelevant? Yes. Okay, I thought he said relevant. That's way funnier. Uh, 
way funnier. And then best of all, who does Gareth find out from? Oh, from Tim. No, from the, the, camera? the camera crew. Oh, that's it's right. Camera yeah. crew. He's in the middle David of an interview. David Branch is leaving. And he doesn't even know. And earlier in the meeting, he had insisted on being told the information first in front of everyone else so that he would know it before they did. And then he tried to tell them even though he didn't know it. And he finds out. I guess that means he found out last. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was the last to know. <laughs> and he was very upset. Yeah. Uh, Finds out Neil is bringing his own assistant, and then he cries. He actually cries. This was a hard scene. Yeah. this I liked this episode. It was He was really funny. Yeah. And then David says to cheer him up, he can take something from the office, but... but take not, anything. But not that. Not that. Something replaceable. He wants the guitar, and then he tells him he can take any of the stationery. That sort of thing. Yeah. So he takes a two-hole punch, yeah. and as he's crying, he's like... Cracking open the back of it, little bits going everywhere. Don't get it Confetti. on the carpet. Yeah, makes him pick it up. Oh, that's so. And then terrible. he looks straight in the camera and tells us all that every single one of his employees would screw him over too, so he doesn't feel remotely bad. Which they probably would. Like, why would they have any loyalty to this man? He's yeah, horrible. horrible. <laughs> Jinx. But it just uh, what he believes changes to make him the hero, depending on what he wants. Yeah, he's definitely psychotic. Uh. Favorite part of both episodes was the music. Yeah, Spirit yeah. in the Sky at the dance. Was also, amazing. The, the theme song is great. Yeah, love, love the theme. Oh, it's uh, "Handbags and Glad Rags" by Big George. Thank yeah. you. Enjoyed it a lot. Got and Sex Bomb. All the songs they picked, yeah, were extremely funny. There's yeah. they're at a dance where no one is dancing. It's very seventh grade, very weird vibe. Oh, I. Oh. One of when the employees he plays is Spirit DJing. in the Sky, yeah. and it's everyone is just like looking over their beers, thinking about whether or not they will have a job tomorrow. Yeah, where I go when I die. Yeah. Super depressing. It was amazing. Gareth is hammered, <laughs> so drunk. This is the scene I was talking about. I had to watch it like at least four times, and I'm just going to tell you what I think I got out of it, and okay. then you guys can tell me if that's right. Okay. So he's he's drunk. He's talking about all the women in the office. He's mad at Ricky because he broke the rules and went after Donna. Okay, so so I'm guessing that was kind of like a bro code thing where Gareth was like, "Oh, if we both like her, we, or like she works with us, so we can't date her." And then Ricky just went ahead and did it anyways. And then he's trying to he's asking them if Karen, who's the new secretary, is out of his league. Is that what was happening? I think so. Yes. Okay. It's a good assessment. Uh, Tim and Ricky were both like, yes, she is. Leave her alone. Mm -hmm. And then David showed up at the party and no one was happy to see him. <laughs> That's actually oh, That is what yeah. happened in that scene. Oh. <laughs> I got it. He cannot read the room. He like dances oh, in. No, no one's smiling yeah. at him. He goes up, takes over. Just come from a meeting at head office where I was officially offered the job as UK manager. Um, and as you know, taking that job will mean... A lot of you will lose your jobs, uh, and I'd just like to say that's why I told them to shove their job up their asses. <laughs> so you're staying here? Yes, we all are. We're in Corporate Swindon. So, you know, hip hip hooray for David Brent. Hip hip hooray. Yeah, no, stop it. Seriously. Don't move on. Let's move on. So, have a go. Let's rock. <laughs> Smashy and nicey. So, kick in there. Put the record on when I do that. Clumsy. He's 100% convinced gives... the party just arrived. 
<sighs> yeah, right? Yes. And then he announces... About Ricky not getting a parting gift and how some other guy got a really big one that one time. <sighs> that was horrible. And that gave me flashbacks to, like, office speeches where I was like, people would definitely say, say this stupid shit. shit like that where you're like, are you hearing yourself? <laughs> Stop talking. Well, when he says that he's changed his mind, he won't take the job, the office is safe, and then forces everyone to cheer He him. demands they cheer. That's insane. And as soon as they do, they say, alright, alright, enough of that. Enough yeah, of that. Forget it. fucking the worst. I told them to shove this, their job up their asses. <laughs> oh my god. And they're now going to incorporate Swindon. Oh. Okay, the scene I have no clue what was happening, and probably don't a question, is when that couple walked up to him to mm-hmm. thank him. Yes. And he was like, fuck you, like, you went and fucked behind my back. I was like, I didn't know who either of those people were. The brunette is Donna, and the tall guy, I thought that was Ricky. It must be, okay. Yeah, Donna. Yeah. They wasn't even showing his face, it was like... <laughs> He's totally cut off. He's so high up, I was like... I don't know what happened. Okay, so there wasn't even an office triangle. There was an office square. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something. Uh, okay, or maybe a more than a square? Was there... Was there... Was it a pentagon? I would call it a... I can't even remember. I'd I drew a triangle. I'd call it... There's, like, a couple that's interested in each other. And, and then, then off to two the other side, guys two, who like, think that that woman would possibly date her. Right. Them. But they're not even in the running. Right. Not even in the running. Obviously. Uh, from her perspective. From her perspective. But Ricky obviously knew that they were interested. Uh, well, he just came on in like the first episode. Yeah. And then she comes on in the second. Um, and I'll, I, I do have a question about okay. her relationship with David. Amazing. Nice. That's fine. Yeah. I love that it's all over the same woman. Okay. Because I totally, that's, I got totally lost and I wanted to know. I was like, what's happening? Who are these people? They just came out of nowhere. I get it. Okay. <laughs> so Ricky's leaving to pursue his career. Is that a donut question? Does he have a specific career? Or is he actually just trying it's to get nothing the fuck important. out of there? I think he's just trying to get out of there. It shows that he's better than this place, mm-hmm. which has come up before. Yeah. Like he's... Smarter than David. Which is kind of the funniest twist I think they gave the U.S. office, is Ryan and how great he thinks he is. Yeah. And his ambition, which is so completely false. I think that Ricky is just a guy with, like, a normal ambition. Yeah, to exactly. Have a normal life, and that drives Brent crazy, because Ricky, Ricky was on a quiz show. And so <laughs> Ricky's smarter than him. And Gotcha. Amazing. He said so few words. Yeah. Yeah, he's not really important in this epi- in either of these episodes. Uh, then we have uh, people start getting close. People are dancing. The party actually picks up again now that people know they're safe and they yeah. have jobs. Uh, and then and Malcolm then... goes after David with what he knows. But wouldn't there still be redundancies regardless? Yes, but it would be more likely that the people from the other branch would get fired because but, the manager makes the choice, which means right. they're more likely to keep on the people that, the that they one. trust or get rid of people they've been wanting to get rid of. Yeah. Like, this person's dead weight. Let's mm-hmm. bring in the new person like from Swindon. Like, all the accounting department. Your job is safe. Crazy. Yeah. And Brent, David Brent being David Brent would use it to get favors from people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure he will in season two. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, so Malcolm's like, uh, heard you failed your physical. High blood pressure, that's why you didn't take the job. And then, this is what I'm talking about, he tries to lie on the lie and mm-hmm. say that he failed that test on purpose. Yeah. He's actually a really good liar in this scene. Like, that's a question you have to ask yourself. No, he's, yeah. It's like, but that's how you know when he's lying. It's like, he's not even saying for sure. He's yeah. like, just sit, he, he, 
I wish I could say that I cheated the blood pressure test, but, uh, you know, and I can't Wink, say wink, that. Yeah. yeah. And, but, like, why he should know that Malcolm is the one person that is not believing his lies. Like, yeah. has never believed them. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really, really funny. There's yeah. Me. Yeah, that's when Tim tells Don he's not going anywhere. David's offered him a senior sales clerk job, and in three years he could be in David's position. Which, wow. Yeah, it's just, like, something Jim would never fucking say, no. I feel like. I think he accidentally ends up there and is like, oh, fuck, what happened? Yeah. Like, he would never be like, three years from now, I'm going to be the boss. Like, no. So, yeah, I didn't get this twist, but again, I haven't seen the donut. So, is he just doing it to stay close? I think Tim's big thing is he's he lacks confidence. He's insecure. Yeah. Like, he should have, in this episode, stood up to Lee. When Lee comes over to, like, wind him up and harass him and, like, threaten when, to take him outside for a fight. Don is yes. right next to him, too, and, like, right? observing this entire scene. It was so awkward. So what's Tim going to say? Like, yes, I asked out your girlfriend because I thought you two broke up. He's just been... But then you didn't. And uh, instead, Tim, Tim's like, this would be deny, so... Deny, deny, deny. Well, not just deny, but in, like, a really, like, cowardly way. Like, he's clearly scared of Lee. Yeah. And it them oh that's he so doesn't humiliating. Doesn't want to get into any kind of a physical altercation for any reason whatsoever. Yeah, so he's like not only showing I don't want to fight this guy, but like no, no, I the, the woman I love, no, I definitely didn't ask her out like in front of her again. Yeah, Ugh, yeah, rough. painful, painful to watch. And then it ends on uh, I can't even remember what I wrote down. There goes David Brent. I must remember to thank him. Yes, it's uh, did I enjoy oh. it? What did I learn? What was the point? It's like, if I make them laugh along the way, sue me. And he's like, <laughs> oh, we did. <laughs> he does it. He does it. He's nice so that someday someone will walk by and say, there goes David Brent. I must remember to thank him. Oh, you forgot oh, to say stupid. he did say, I don't think it was in the end of the first episode, that like his proudest moment was when he was asked by an employee to be the godfather of the child. Yes! And he's like, well, we had to fire that guy. He really was terrible. It is you know he rubbish. rubbish he was absolute rubbish he was so bad uh, good job Ricky Gervais yeah amazing show <laughs> you funny painful to watch yeah it's good alright give us a quiz so Saskia can beat me I don't know if I will honestly let's see I, I tried to come up with some stuff yeah but... it's gonna I, I don't have a alright question number one what phrase did Lee use to propose to Don in the paper in episode four a Love Lee, love Don forever. B. Don marry Lee, yes. C. Lee love Don marriage. Or D. Don Lee marriage question. A. D. No, oh, I'm sorry. It was Lee love Don marriage. C. 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 Oh, C was my first instinct. Uh, David's actually doing well with a woman in episode five. The only time we ever see it happen. How does he blow it? Does he A. Ask if she enjoys anal sex. B. Tells the woman she has onion breath. C. Hits on her more attractive friend when he thinks she has a shot. Or D. Steals her drink. I... Shall I go first? Did you go first? No, I did, yeah, I did but it doesn't... I'm going to say C again. I'm going with B. It was B. He Dang. tells her she has onion breath. I was... uh, that was my first instinct again. i got to listen to my gut. All right. In the finale, David's super rude to Donna when she congratulates him on not getting everyone fired. What is his relationship to Donna? Is she A, the daughter of two of David's friends that he hired and wanted to date? 
B, a random interviewee he had a crush on, so he hired her. C, a former secretary that he hired specifically to hit on. Or D, Garrett's ex-girlfriend that he hired to hit on. <laughs> oh my god. I answer A. D. It's A. Damn it! She's the daughter of two of his friends that he hired basically to try to date her. Donna, the one that's dating yep. Ricky? Yep. Who I think should be named Eric. I don't know why. Literally young oh, enough wow. to be his own child. Oh wow, that's so creepy. I barely got to see her, so it's, it was hard. And then, yeah. What is the name of David Brent's former band? Oh god. Is it A, Foregone Conclusion? B, Lonely Highway? C, The White Satin Nights? Or D, Durian Durian, a Duran Duran cover band with a tropical feel? I don't remember this one. <laughs> but I can go first. I'll go first. I'll go with C. C. I thought it was C as well. It is foregone conclusion. <laughs> no, that's good. That's the best one. I do remember that amazing music video for where it's a lot of white satin it's flowing. It's a lot of white so satin. So that's why I, I couldn't even <laughs> consider the other options. That's why I threw it in. Yeah. Um, in episode three, David and Chris... Finch lose to Tim and Ricky in a trivia contest. This enrages David and uh, Finch. So Finch proposes a what winner take all final challenge? Oh God! A a dance off in the parking lot. B whoever can lift the end of a mini DB Cooper the highest. C if Finch can throw Tim's shoe over the top of the pub. Or D fastest sprint across the parking lot. I think I remember. I remember the scene, and I was D. I'm going to go C. It is C. Yeah. Finch can throw Tim's shoe over the pot. I thought it was a pumpkin. I was going to say they're throwing a pumpkin. All right, just give her the friggin' donut already. I will, but I have one more I that I just want to get I can't win at this. You can't. You're officially, it's officially uh, Saskia's donut. But when somebody puts up a lewd photo of David Brent, photoshopped, Garrett <laughs> opens an investigation. Which of these was not an option for the sign he put up on his quote-unquote office? He just took over the conference room. A. Gareth Keenan investigates. B. Gareth Keenan investigator. Or C. Interrogation room. One is the one he does put up? He doesn't put up. He considers the other ones as options. Okay, can you repeat them one more time? A. Gareth Keenan investigates. B. Gareth Keenan investigator. Or C. Interrogation room. Must say B. I'm also saying B. It is B. <laughs> Yay! I finally got one right. Congratulations. Ah, your dumb donut. Now we'll share it. Yeah. We're going to share it. Please enjoy it is, this. What is it? Okay. Oh, it's a sour donut. Exactly. Ooh, just like Ricky. We like the sour donut. Sure, we do. All right, guys. Thank well, you. I guess these two highly recommend The Office. Oh. I would say I medium recommend it if you love these kind of comedies. No, absolutely. I think it's <laughs> a great show. It is, and it's so influential. Yeah, I mean, come and it's on. very fast to get through. Yeah, yeah, you could watch it in a day. Yeah, you, you could. watch literally the whole run of the series in a day. And it's Martin Freeman, so whom we nice. love yes. for so many yes. reasons. Fargo, yes. Sherlock, mm-hmm. The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Well, he's great. He's still great in in The Hobbit. Yeah. Even if the movies themselves are not so hot. Never saw it. Sorry. You're not missing it. I like the first one. I know it's a controversial opinion, but I like the first one. I hear you. That's where it's the best. And then as it goes, it gets weirder and weirder. So terrible. It goes off the tracks. By the third one? What the hell's going on? What is going on? The book, like the movie, the the end of the book is like halfway through the movie. Yeah. But Uh, Martin Freeman, 
We love you. Yes. Never made a bad thing ever. That's yeah. true. Probably. That's true. Okay. So okay. we're going to pick our next show. This has been a good one. It was a good break after four dramas in a row. Yeah. Uh, it's My Donut. So I want you to pick the right number. Okay. I'm going to psychically send it to you, the number I want you to pick. And I'm going to tell you that it's the best number. No. Okay. Oh, it's no. not my favorite number. It's not my lucky number. It's the best number. Whatever you think would be the best number. If someone said, hey, what number do you think is represents the best number? I feel like <laughs> this is supposed to be a clue. I know. I have no idea what it means. It's 1 and 347 okay. are your choices. We're just going to need to take a pause here. Let me ask just you. going to cut this out. Okay. Would Martin Freeman... Can't cut it out because he's talking. Piers is turned and to edit this and he'll never cut it out. Yeah, I like keeping this stuff in. Let me ask you, um, would Martin Freeman, based on the films he's been in, think this is the best number? I think this would be universally accepted as the best number. What? Jesus. Um, or the number that represents the best. Well, for, like, I lucky like, number seven? 69? I mean, that's 88? the most popular number. It's not about luck. It's about okay. being the, the best. best. Simply the best. Better than all the rest. Okay, okay. I think I've got... I know what I'm picking. Okay, what is it? Number one. <laughs> the best! That makes total sense. That's wrong. Completely. That's the wrong number to pick. That's the number Eric picked, and we already know it's number one, and we don't want that, so we need you to ask you. Oh! I'm going to say, from what my perspective of the number that I am considering the best, that would be the worst. Oh, Almost. Okay. Close, okay. close to as the worst compared to the best. My other guesses were 42. I don't know what to do here. Oh, you are. I, I, was, thinking, I was also thinking 100 because it's a big round number and it also represents 100%. Oh my god. No comment. 100? Yes! <laughs> I'm five. That's the best. Teamwork. <laughs> Don't you know millennials? Everything's 100 now. No. That's true. Yes. It's 100p. And what is 100 on the list of TV donut shows? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If I'm wrong now, I'm going to be so mad at myself. Can you imagine? Oh, it's so far away. What was number one? Here we go. Number one is Band of Brothers. Oh. Eric picked that last time when it's you weren't here. And yeah, we which is amazing. We talk about dramas. Yeah, because of the the way it's uh, because of the ones I've taken out. Yeah. Have, anyways, it's Psych. Guys, we're watching it's Psych. Psych. Psych is the one you wanted. Yes. Psych. I love it so much. I'm so happy. Okay. All right, psychos, tune in. Oh my God, they have a name. Heck yeah, they do. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Dooley, Dooley Hill. Dooley. Did I say it right? Dooley. Never. I will never get his name right. Dooley Hill. And Dooley. James Roday. Dulé Hill and Maggie Lawson. Twin Peaks There is. Would you like to watch three episodes? Yes, I would. If we can watch the Twin Peaks one. That's what I'm saying. We watched first and last. Are you into this, Saskia? And the Twin Peaks episode? We'll see. Oh, all right. Twin Peaks episode will be optional. Okay. Let's put that out there. All right. Excellent. I will watch it. I'm going to watch it. Is it after the first season? Yes. Okay. Way after. All right. We can do it. Just for kids. I'll do it. Just for kids. (laughs) Some detail. You can fast forward through it. Okay. All right. Guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy The Office. Please enjoy this amazing song. From the office. Here it comes. Oh my god, which one is it gonna be? Up to Pierce Ray. Bye! Uh Bye!